Well, Happy New Year, everybody. It's really great to be together, isn't it? And um, I love just hanging out in the cafe, having toasties, spending time, seeing the children play, seeing all the youth playing Jenga over there. It's really nice to be together. And that's what church is all about. Church, we are a community. We are a body of people together. And it's more than just our, our praises or coming around to talk, but it's about who we are as people. So um, let's make sure we always keep that really alive within us. Okay, so I've got a couple of um, little thoughts for uh, the new year. This isn't going to be a long uh, talk, but just a couple of little thoughts. So first of all, who in the room is interested in the weather? Because you find some people, they always know the weather, don't they? They know what's coming, they know if it's going to snow, they know if it's windy. Put your hand up if you're one of those people who loves to know all about the weather. You check your weather app in the morning. Very good, yes. And put your hand up if you just really couldn't care less what the weather is. It just is what it is. Yes, that's very interesting. So um, I've always been interested in the weather. I like the weather. And now that there is um, a little app on your phone, I love to see, and I have um, Rachel, our eldest daughter who lives in London, I have her address in my weather app as well. So when I've checked what my day is going to be like, I always check what it's like for her. And if she's walking to work, and I'll text and go, windy this morning, <laughs> because I've already checked the weather. And um, when I was a young girl, uh, for a little period of time, I was in the Girl Guides. Now, the thing I didn't like about the Girl Guides was some of it was a little bit, um, you know, you had to do certain things at certain times and sit down, and I had a lot of energy, and I found that a bit irritating. And you always had to do badges, and the badges mostly seemed boring. And so I found there was a weather badge, and I went to get my weather badge, and this is what I had to do. So I was just, I don't know, maybe like 12 or something, and I would go down the beach every day, because I lived like a stone's throw from the beach, and I would go down the beach, and every day I had to collect any um, rain in a little jam jar, because I lived in Selsey in West Sussex, it hardly ever rained, so I would measure the rain. And then I was taught about the clouds, and you could tell from the clouds if there was going to be a storm, or if it was mild up there, or if there was like um, fast clouds, it showed it was windy higher up, and uh, looking at the waves and all that type of thing. And um, I eventually got my weather badge, and it's, it served me well all my life, any girl guides potential in the room. And so, with this thing with the weather, one of the things they taught you, if you're indoors, this is before like, everyone had a phone, you could look at weather app, how could you tell what the weather's like outside, like with wind, if it was windy outside? And one of the things they taught you was to look at the tops of the trees. Have you noticed this? Because if it's windy outside, the tops of the trees will all be going like that. So you know sometimes that you're indoors and it's sunny, and you think, oh, it's a lovely day outside. And you go outside and it's freezing and windy. But if only you looked at the top of the trees, you would know already how windy it was going to be. And so you see these trees. Now in my kitchen now, where we live in Pentlegare, from my kitchen window, a few houses away, there's a little country lane, and there's big, beautiful, big trees. And I watch them all through the seasons, where they go bare, then they start to get their leaves, and they're full in the summer, and then the birds will come. And then um, at this time of year now, it's all bare twigs and everything, and you can just see the branches waving, and you know there's a sign that it's going to be windy. Now, when I was thinking about today's meeting and I, I was praying, I felt the Lord give me two phrases. And one of the phrases 
is the trees of the field will clap their hands. And this is why it reminds me of like the weather and the trees waving. And I had this phrase, and we'll look at the other one in a moment, the trees of the field will clap their hands. Now, obviously, this is like poetry language because trees don't have hands, but it's kind of saying the branches are like hands and that they are waving, they're clapping their hands. It's like poetry imagery to say, what is going on with these trees? These trees are so excited. They're like clapping, they're like applauding. And the verse comes from Isaiah 55. And um, it talks about this like celebration that the trees are having. So let's look at Isaiah 55, verse 12. This is where it comes from. It says this, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Now, what does this mean? So when I was praying and I had this, the trees of the field will clap their hands, the first thing that happened is I remembered a very old song. Does anyone in the room remember a very old song? Yes, a few here. Rachel did dare me to sing it, but I'm not going to. But maybe we'll have our own little sing song in the car park. And um, this is talking about a celebration of you. This is what it's talking about, a celebration of you. That in your life, when you come out, when you walk out, when you live your day, nature is going to burst into song. You are the subject of this verse. So it says, you will, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Now we want some of that, don't we? Imagine the hallmark of our life as we go about our daily walk, that we would be going out in joy and be led forth in peace. Now, many things happen in our lives, and when we think of this last year, we may look back at some of the sad things that have happened or some of the highlights that have happened, and that is the nature of life. That is the nature of what we live in. It's never going to go away. There's never going to be a time where there aren't, you know, the good things and the sad things happening. But imagine that even in what we're going through, we have a residual joy to walk through it in joy and in peace. And this is the promise here in Isaiah. You will go out in joy, be led forth in peace. And it says so much so, there's going to be like a party in nature. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. And it's talking about you going out with joy and peace. And that nature itself is going to like burst into a joyful celebration just for you. Now, why? <laughs> why is that? Well, it's talking about our walk with Jesus. That as we walk this life because of Jesus, this will be the hallmarks of our life. So much so that Jesus' love for you, his interest in you, his care about you is so great that he like celebrates even in nature, if nature could wave its hands and sing and celebrate over you. That's how much God loves you. This is about you in your walk with Jesus. Now, how can we walk in such joy? How does that happen? How come if I like walk out into the car park now, am I actually going to see like nature erupt into applause because I went out? How does this happen? Well, the start of Isaiah 55 has the key. It has the key to how this can be the hallmark of our life. And it's an invitation to be walking closely with Jesus and coming back to him. So if we look at Isaiah 55, 
um, the first part. It says this, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. So this is our invitation. It's saying, are we thirsty? Come, all who are thirsty. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me Listen that you may live. And that's when it moves on to this eruption in nature of the joy and the peace and the walking out. And so for you and I, there's an invitation here. This is January the 1st, the start of a brand new year, 2023. And I feel in this thing about the trees will clap their hands. It's talking about you going out with joy and peace and a celebration. How does that happen? It starts by being thirsty for being really thirsty for Jesus, thirsty for him. Yes, Lord, I want you. Yes, Lord, I want to walk with you. Yes, Lord, I come back close to you. I want to walk close with you that this will be the hallmark of my life. And in this particular verse where Isaiah has written this, it's a time when Israel had gone far away from God in disobedience. And they were far from God and they weren't in a good place. And what was God's response to them being far away and a little bit distant? His response was saying, come, come, if you're thirsty, come. And as you come, my loving kindness will be so spread over you that as you go out, you go out in joy and peace. It'll be like the very trees clapping their hands, the mountains leaping up as you walk out for your day. So as we're heading into 2023, wouldn't that be great to have that deep inside, that peace and joy, to to know that God, even in nature, is celebrating over you as we walk close with him. And it starts with being thirsty. And the second little phrase I had when I was praying is another one about inanimate objects given human characteristics. Like trees are just trees, aren't they? But suddenly they've got hands and they're applauding. And the other one was this, the stones will cry out. So I had these two like verses when I was praying, like great fun looking them up to see what they mean. And the one about the stones will cry out. This is talking about the occasion when, do you remember, Jesus came into Jerusalem and the disciples brought him a, a young donkey that had never been ridden. He got on the donkey and he rode into Jerusalem and the crowds went crazy. They started singing and praising. And they were praising a particular psalm. I think it was Psalm 118, I can't quite remember now, but they were praising with a psalm and the crowds are going wild. Remember, they're putting their garments down and they're putting palm leaves down and the Pharisees are so uptight about this. They feel it's so wrong and inappropriate that they call out to Jesus on the donkey and they say, tell the crowds to be quiet. And Jesus just turns to them and says, even if I told them to be quiet, the very stones would cry out. Isn't that amazing? That picture that he's saying there's so much praise for Jesus that if it doesn't come from our hearts, even nature itself will erupt into praise. Stones have no mouths, but suddenly even stones, it's as if stones will start singing and praising because Jesus is owed that praise. And that that picture of him coming into Jerusalem, and we know that days after that, he went all the way to the cross 
where he died for us and rose again, that this could be true for us, that we walk in this joy and this peace. So let's look at this scripture together. In Luke 19, it said this. So the background is the disciples go and collect a new cult that's never been ridden before. And it says they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the cult, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for the miracles that they had seen. Blessed is the king, they said, who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd, they said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Wow, that's so powerful, isn't it? So first of all, let's look at this joy aspect here, the ideas of rocks crying out in praise, that very like bursting out of nature, singing to God that even if we don't praise, nature will. All that straining to praise him and worship him. And secondly here, how Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. He came to his own people and they didn't recognize him. And Jesus says, if only you knew what would set you free. If only you knew what would bring you peace. And the very people he came to didn't recognize him. And Jesus, the Messiah who they waited for, was there in front of their eyes. They didn't recognize him. They didn't know what would bring them peace. And within a few days, he died on a cross and then rose again. Death could not hold him so that we could know his life in our lives. And as we are walking with Jesus... It's important that it's like we're living our life with the very foundation of it being Jesus. The very foundation of our life is Jesus. And it's almost like we put glasses on to view life through the lens of Jesus. That's our approach to life. Here's our foundation. He's our cornerstone. We view life through him. What we don't want to do is that we just like live our life with a bit of Jesus on the side. You know, I've been brought up in church or someone's brought me along to church or, you know, I I enjoyed Sunday school or, well, I prayed once and it's like living my life with a bit of Jesus on the side. And that doesn't work for us. We don't have that joy, that peace that, uh, that comes with the abandonment to him. And Jesus doesn't want that for us. That's why he's like weeping over Jerusalem. If only you knew what would make you happy. And so trying to live our life with a little bit of Jesus, that doesn't work. What does work is giving, abandoning our whole life to him. That our life is built on him as our foundation. And we view life, and we view every decision and what we do through the lens of walking with Jesus. He's our foundation, and he's our very viewpoint on life. And as we do that, it will transform our 2023. Now, 
in the woods behind our house, in Pentlegare Valley Woods, there's a waterfall. And we go for a little walk down to the waterfall. I'm sure many in the room have been to that waterfall. And it doesn't matter what season it is, but people are always drawn there. They walk around. They're also drawn to the coffee shop, but they're drawn to the waterfall. And around that waterfall, there's just a sense of like life and water and health and people are just there, children are playing in the summer, you know, teenagers are jumping in it, there's people around it, dogs drinking from it, and here there's something gathering around the water. And as we are starting off 2023, I just want us to focus on these two simple verses, really, these two simple things, that we start the year thirsty, we start the year thirsty for Jesus. And when we're thinking of the year that's gone, the year that's ahead, that our primary thing, the central thing, is Jesus himself. And going back to these verses as we finish then, to know, to come thirsty because he satisfies us. And when we come thirsty, it's like that Jesus promises that walk, that we'll walk in joy, we'll walk in peace, that the hills will burst before us, the trees will clap their hands. That's all about our walk with Jesus. As we walk with Jesus, there's a celebration of nature. And then on the other side, the stones cry out. That's about the praise that Jesus is due. He is due our praise. He is due our worship. And when we posture our hearts to be grateful and thankful to him and live out of that foundation of pouring out our praise to him, it will transform the way we live. So I just want to encourage us with that little focus for the start of the year. It's easy to remember the trees of the fields will clap their hands. That's the celebration over you with Jesus. That even the stones will cry out. That is the praise that is due to him from us. And as we follow him with all our heart, we'll know that joy and peace in our life. Now, for many of us, during this last year, we may have um, lost family members, lost a friend, lost a job. Things have been difficult. We may have had things happen with our health. And in all those things, Jesus is with us. He wants to bring his transformation. As we align our lives with him, let us see this year his power just go right through us as a congregation. To those of, uh, around us, in our friends, in our family, in our workplace, there are people outside of here who don't even know Jesus and what he can bring to their lives. So I want to encourage us at the start of the year, we focus on him receive his love. No, he celebrates over you and we give him our praise. Let's start the year thirsty with him, but just become like a conduit really for his love going to all those outside of this who don't know him yet. So in a moment, the band are going to come up and, and pray, um, play for us, but let's just pause for a moment. If the band, you like to come up ready. The band are going to just play a little instrumental just for us in this moment to just ponder our own thoughts with God. And I encourage you to think of those two things, the trees of the field, the stones crying out, and our own response, yes, Lord, I'm thirsty, I want you. Let's just take a moment to engage with Jesus ourselves as the band play, and then we sing this song together. So I'll just pray for us, and then let's focus for a little moment. Lord, I thank you for these amazing pictures in the Bible that challenge us and give us hope. The thought that your 
kindness and your love is so explosive over us. It's like nature bursting into song. And we thank you that you see us like that, even when we've been far away. And Lord, we thank you how you just turned around to your enemies and you said even the stones would cry out and that nature is bursting and straining with praise for you. And Lord, as we come into this new year now, I pray you'll help us to know that we are loved and you celebrate over us and to give our lives totally to you. So we come to you thirsty now, Lord. And Jesus asked just for you to come now by your Holy Spirit to speak deep to our hearts. Your spirit will come and brood over us now. Come and brood over us by your spirit and put hope and inspiration in every heart. So just encourage you now to spend a few moments in your own reflection and pray your own prayer and reflect on the year gone and the year ahead. ourselves in your hands again and on day one the start of this year our heart is to walk with you more closely to know you close to us walking with us every day we thank you that you are the rock you are our foundation and we are secure with you and our desire lord is to walk with you ever more closely come by your spirit and help us help us lord jesus okay let's uh, stand and sing this song together to close (laughs) 